This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. And joining us this evening to unpack the day's market activity is Makwe Masilela from Makwe Fund Managers. Hello, Makwe. How are you? I'm good, and good evening to the listeners. Are you keeping? Uh, well, Makwe, how are you? I'm fine, so I can complain. Fantastic, Makwe. Uh, not a great day on the JC today. All, uh, you know, screens are red. Let's talk about that. And maybe also, Makwe, you can also give us commentary on whether we are, or markets rather, are expecting anything from Sona, if Sona is of significance to the financial markets. You know, markets are driven by what is happening internationally. Remember, inflation numbers out of China indicated that China's economy was still struggling and with deflation not too far because of the slowing growth. And that itself was highlighting the need for more fiscal stimulus, which market participants have been expecting but not getting anything so far. And remember, we had some renewed fears about U.S. personal banks, and then they appeared to be easy. And more Fed officials suggested yesterday, by the way, that they don't see an agent case for lowering interest rates when it's under basically we're just trading central banks. Because major central banks, including ours, have been pushing back against expectations of rapid interest rate cuts in recent weeks as the guys are trying to gauge whether the inflation spike that began two years ago really has been pained. And I think our manufacturing numbers I think we expected for December an increase of 2.5%. We only got 0.7%. This is the slowest in almost three months. But you are right. Markets, number one, this state of the nation address is the last one before the election. So you'll expect more of the president highlighting their achievements. But the most important thing that markets are concerned about is the budget speech. Because a budget speech, at the end of the day, it ends up being adopted and become an act of parliament, you know, for that particular year. So here they can say anything they want to say. We're not going to hold them accountable. So, But markets are more interested in what will be the speech probably after the vote. Because now whoever will be making that speech will be the guy who will be in charge. So, yeah, we're not too concerned about what's happening tonight. But we still have a room or opening up to a possibility that you might get a nice or a bad surprise, whatever it might be. So it's not like we just closed our eyes and yes, we will still be listening. Got you, Mark. Mark, let's get into some company news. Also, an interesting day of company news. I want to start with Curo. They've had to write down 340 million rand due to 28 schools underperforming. That's an interesting dynamic that we've seen here with Curo, but it does look like they've given these schools some room and the schools just haven't been able to pull through uh, with a decent numbers. Definitely. And this is, a, this is required by the accounting standard, you know, IFRS. And that is relating to lower yielding school assets that that has to happen. And even the cost they offered has been high because of high interest rates. But the guys themselves, they expect their profits as they can especially to increase by around 23%, registered uh, learners up almost 1.9%, and then high schools continue to grow. But the challenging effects of high interest rates impacted young families negatively and resulting in the reduction when it comes to enrollment of learners in the youngest grade of the primary school. I'm also keen uh, to hear what we might be seeing here with multi-choice in Nigeria. We know that's a hot and cold environment for them. I think, number one, but African companies have to learn their lessons. 
it's not the first company that got into trouble with authorities in Africa. We know MTN as well had issues at some point. But for them to be able to come with a settlement of 704 million, I think for me it's a big achievement. Remember, initially the authorities were claiming almost 80 billion. And remember, the market cap of this company is almost 42 billion. Yes, they did that intentionally to require 30 billion or so rent, knowing that they won't get that. But yeah, a settlement of 704 million, not too bad. But the question here is why should you get into trouble? with tax authorities wherever you operate. That cannot be good as a corporate. I'm also keen uh, to hear on your thoughts with Mondi. Actually, the other day we heard from SAP, he didn't seem uh, like a good set of numbers, but Mondi is talking about acquisitions. You're right, you know, the paper market is very weak. Packaging is not that great. And as you said, you know, the update that we got from uh, SAP themselves indicated that, and I think it was yesterday or so, and yes, the guys, they intend to buy their British rival. I think it's called DS Smith, even though no, there's no firm takeover proposed as yet. And you look into these two companies, it's more of equals because the market value of Mondi is plus minus 5.9 billion pounds, and that one of DS is almost 4.3 billion. And hey, maybe because the market is not doing that great, they feel that that company probably is undervalued, and maybe they're getting it for a good price. We'll see how much they're offering them. And then once they start turning around, then Mondi itself will be more positioned to be able to have a better market share. Because if I'm not mistaken, if they manage to match, then it will be the largest in the world. Very interesting one there to see a company like Mondi still looking for growth and even possibly eking some of it out. Let's talk Unilever now. They've launched a $1.6 billion buyback. SEO demands improvement. It's very important, uh, Michael, to maybe speak about the number of buybacks we are seeing out there. You know, we need to understand that, you know, shareholders get to be rewarded when the share price goes up and also when they end dividends. But the long-term shareholders they get a better benefit when a company do a share buyback because you buy the shares in the market, you cancel them, so you're having less shares that needs to share into those earnings. So your dividend yield, your anything that needs to be measured using the number of shares looks much prettier. You know, Belcom here, we usually use our headline earnings per share as a measure of profitability. So the less shares you have in the market, then the better is going to be your headline earnings per share. And yes, remember, this is a company that they're saying competitiveness remains disappointing and the overall performance still needs to improve. Volume just went up by almost 1.8% in Q4. And then for the first time since Q2 2021, and remember, customer goods industry has been struggling and then to, to try to protect their margins. It's everything from your sunflower oil, your shipping, your packaging, raw materials became more costly as a result of COVID-19 and increases worsened after that Russia invading Ukraine in 2022, sending energy costs to record highs. So this is a more of a reward to long-term shareholders. Let's talk British American tobacco now. We know uh, globally the appetite for cigarettes is dying down, but people are smoking all sorts of machines and British American tobacco <laughs> is looking forward to taking advantage of this market. You are right, you know, because if you look at cigarette sales, they continue to go down the volumes, but the likes of other machines, you know, 
Viper or something, whatever they call it, they continue to go up. Revenue up uh, down 1.4%, profit is headlined 8% up 10.2%, and the global tobacco industry volume expected to be down by almost 3%, and mainly due to the US and Indonesia. But the guys, and I think maybe that's why the share price went up, are working on selling their 30% stake in India's largest tobacco company as they want to enhance balance sheet flexibility and also resume some share buybacks. Remember, lots of fund managers, because of the whole issue of ESG, they've been dumping the likes of British American tobacco, not investing in them. So to attract more investors, you have to pay good dividends. And as we mentioned earlier about the share buybacks, also in bulk on share buybacks. Well, Marco, it's all we have time for this evening. Thank you so much for speaking to us and also unpacking the markets. Pleasure. Always a pleasure. That's Marco Masilela from Marco Fund Managers with your Thursday uh, market wrap. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.